Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Elise DeLucci Show. How are you people doing episode 102? Let me tell you something. For those of you who are watching on video, I can't be bothered today. Okay, I'm sitting in my living room. I got I got, um, I got, got a light pink salmon colored satin long robe on with the marabou fur cuffs. And here's the thing. This episode, I think maybe it's about our sixth episode where we're doing video. It looks a little different from the other ones because I decided, you know what, I, I have to figure out a good angle for the camera. I was sitting at a desk and it was facing towards my curtain. So you know what, if you're watching, you're seeing a whole tour of my house right now. <clears throat> well, not a tour, you're seeing another angle. I am sitting still in my living room on the Upper East Side. We're just facing the kitchen. So any, and by the way, and by the way, again, if you're watching, if, you, if, you, if you're not, you could see it on YouTube. Um, you can find on YouTube. It's on my YouTube channel, Adelise Delucci. In the background, I'm pointing. I have these insane grow lights because my apartment doesn't get tons of sunlight, you know, and I'm trying to grow herbs. My boyfriend walked in the other day and he's like, what are you growing pot in here? I said, no, I said pot. I oh, Come on, pot. You think I can handle that kind of hallucinations in my life? What are you, crazy? No, I'm just trying to grow some strawberries, watermelon and asparagus. I know. But remember a while ago, I told you guys that I went to Home Depot and I got these uh, miracle Grow little kits for the kids. You know, they were begging me to grow watermelon. They're like, can we grow our watermelon, mommy, and the asparagus? And I'm just like, oh, God, here we go. Here we go. Mommy's going to kill another goddamn plant around here. So I said, yeah, yeah, you know what? We'll do it. Let me get a light first. So hence the setup. Anyway, episode 102. Okay, let's talk about this. Um, Fact of the day, do you know what the smallest city in the world is? Vatican City. I know. In our hometown, in our hometown, Italia, it's a 0.2 square miles. That's uh, how big it is or how small it is. Smallest city in the world. I, uh, you know, I was supposed to go to Italy uh, back in December and I'm so sad that I wasn't able to go, you know, because I got into that damn car accident, which no, I didn't get another car yet. They raised my garage spot. I was paying like a fortune in Manhattan. You know, Manhattan prices are ridiculous. I think I was paying like... $400 or something a month for my garage spot. And people, for all you listening, you're like, oh my God, that's crazy. What am I supposed to do? Okay, what well, I can't leave my car on the street. Well, I can, but then I got to move it for alternate parking. They raised the garage to like $600 a month, something. I can't afford it. I can't afford it. And besides, the cars are so expensive right now. Why am I going to do that? Why am I going to waste my money on an already expensive car, then have to garage it for even more money? It's like, you want to know what? When car prices come down, that's when I'll get another vehicle. But um, yeah, that was just a real pain in the ass. One day you got a call, one day you're not. Nice thing. Good thing I have a boyfriend with the car. But I was sad I wasn't able to go to Italy. And I am I am going on some trips. I'll go talk about that with you later. So um, I want to tell you, I have some notes here, which I always have notes because, I mean, come on, I can't always remember all this shit. I was going through... So let me say this. You know that I've been watching Downton Abbey. I'm now on season four. I totally recommend it. If you haven't watched it, if you haven't been watching it, you got to watch it. I, I'm revisiting my British phase, you know, which I do this every so often. You know, like, like uh, I'm like, you know, I told you when I went to my best friend's Sweet 16, like a million years ago, I was in the Japanese phase. Mm. I showed up in a geisha dress, like dressed like a kimono. I mean, you know, no, but whatever. I've always been eccentric. So... So now I'm in the British phase and, um, and it's great. I mean, you know, because the thing, the thing is, is that now I'm not trying to like, please like my ex mother-in-law or, you know, when I was dating my ex-husband, which I'm just going to start saying his name, his name is Paul. Cause I was keeping his name, by the way, let me say, I was keeping his name 
sort of out of it because he doesn't want to be named. He wants nothing to do. He's very supportive, but he doesn't want anything to do with, you know, being known or anything like that. So, I mean, too bad. Too bad, Paul. So that's why I call him Paulie the Tooth, you know, but but for, for Paul. But, you know, when I was dating Paul, I was like, um, like, let me, let me, you know, uh, show my mother-in-law who well, my mother-in-law to be, who I really am. Let me invite her to TJ Maxx. Let me, let me, uh, let me, let me bake British things. You know, I was all into it. And, and then, and, you know, and, and fine. But now what's nice about being in the British phase is that the kids are half British. So it's like, you know, it's great. So it was inspired by Downton Abbey, but um, I'm doing a lot of, you know, baking. I think I told you, I was trying to find, I called, uh, well, I was trying to go, last episode, I was telling you, I was trying to go down to Bonnie Slotnick's, which is my favorite cookbook shop on East 2nd Street. But I should tell you, if you ever want to go to Bonnie Slotnick's, which if you didn't listen last week, it's it's rare cookbooks and she just collects them. And inside this little jewel box of the store she has, she has cookbooks and all sorts of trinkets and treasures and uh, just it's wonderful. But you can, you have to email. She puts the hours on the website every week, but you really got to email her. And she's very responsive. So I emailed her and I told her I was going to come down to find a 19th century British cookbook and also an old Italian dessert cookbook. And uh, she put a couple aside to me, but for me, I didn't have a chance to go yet. So I'm hoping to go this weekend, but I've been doing the baking and um, I found my bunt pan above my fridge in my kitchen. I love a bunt pan. You know, I, I don't use it often, but it's so impressive looking. I really just think it's gorgeous. You know, I, I make, um, I haven't made it in a while. I think the last time I made it was two years ago. I made a spanakopita spinach pie in the bunt pan and it, it, I'm telling you, it really looks nice. Like if you're having guests, you know, and you want to make a spinach pie, it's easy, so easy. I don't have the recipe in front of me. I could give it to you, but um, it's my friend's grandmother's recipe. They're Greek, and the, it's it's well, it's easy enough to make, and you make it in the bump pan, and then you make like a little salad on the side. I mean, is that not beautiful? I mean, you could put a goddamn plant in the middle of the bump pan spinach pie. You know, it's beautiful. But the thing is, is that. For spinach pie, it's okay, the bun pan, because if if it, if you don't get the spinach pie out fully, you know, the phyllo dough, it flakes on the top, and that's fine because it's broken and it, it adds to the rustic look. But if you're making a cake in the bun pan and all of a sudden the top is sort of all kind of, you know, because you got to scrape the pan, you didn't, whatever. So I was reading and I just found out that if you want to uh, really make sure that the cake comes out evenly out of the bump pan. You have to, uh, you know, really grease it very, very well. And they say use shortening like Crisco, which I don't tend to use. I do have it in my fridge, but uh, butter. And then, you know, put flour, sprinkle tons of flour in it and then tap, tap out the pan. And then you put, that's when you put the batter in. And apparently that the flour, I didn't know this. I said this to a friend. She's like, you didn't know that? I'm like, no, I did not know that. I did, I did. She's like, you didn't know you butter the, di, but butter a, um, what'd she tell me? A, a loaf tin. And then you put flour in it. She said, that's how you get things out super easy. I'm, well, what's the point of the flour? I just did the butter. And, and in fact, I usually just do the Pam, you know, the Pam spread, the bacon one. Anyway, so I was looking, I was going to make a cake in the bump pan. I, I didn't, but I, I do have it ready and I was happy that I found it. But, you know, I, I'm loving, I'm loving Downton Abbey. I'm loving the, 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 
the crazy, eccentric, witty, charmingly evil Brits, you know, right now, right now. To live with is another story, but for TV, it's fine. And I'm so, oh, look, this camera just zoomed out. So I don't know what you really see. Oh, you could see my wall-to-wall leopard carpeting. You like that? Oh, that was a big fight when I uh, I needed to get that. You know, because I moved into this apartment with my ex-husband. And then, you know, unfortunately, um, you know, we got divorced, but he was like leopard wall-to-wall carpeting. Are you kidding me? I was like, well, well we can't do cream. Because cream's going to show every little damn thing. And let me tell you something. I do have cream. I do have cream carpet in the hallway with my bedrooms. And that was the worst mistake ever. Because do you think everybody listens when I say, keep your damn shoes off in the house? No, of course they don't. They they do actually listen, but they they run in quick. You know, they're like, we, they, we've got something. And then I have little footsteps tracked. I, please, I need to do a Stanley steamer. Anyway, so I'm loving the Downton Abbey. And uh, I remembered... You know, and what, let me say, beautiful, beautiful, like the countryside, so pretty, so picturesque, so picturesque, so bucolic. And if you want to go to this kind of place, you can go to the Cotswolds. So I told my boyfriend, Chris, I said, Christopher, which I'm going to just start to well, look at this battery die. Oh, the hell with you. You just kind of put, you know, you just had to click close. Anyway, I told Chris, I'm just going to, and like I said, I'm going to start addressing people by name because what, what the hell am I hiding here? You know, I mean, we know each other for a long time now. <clears throat> and if they don't want to be a part of it, too damn bad. <laughs> find yourself other people, find yourself a new girlfriend, find yourself a new ex-wife. Anyway, so I, I said to Chris, you know what, Chris, we got to go on a trip. We got to go to the Cotswolds. And I booked it just then and there, just like that, like a real lunatic. And um, because that's how you do it. Because, you know, first of all, for me, I haven't horn and I'm, then I'm asking you people, where do I need to go? Where resort do I need to stay at? And I know you'll tell me, you know, you don't care. But it, it, it's that then I just never do it, you know? So I booked the Cotswolds and the Cotswolds is in the English countryside. So if you want to ever go there, you fly into London and you rent a car and then you drive like uh, an hour and a half or whatever. And uh, you, the Cotswolds, it's famous for just it being so bucolic. Look at this, the text message is popping up on my camera. What the hell? Stop texting me, I'm busy over here. Okay, it, it, it's famous, it's bucolic, the, the, the surroundings. It's very famous for its honey-hued architecture. If you Google the Cotswolds, C-O-T-S-W-O-L-D-S, you're going to see the most charming English villages you've ever seen. It looks just like Downton Abbey, not tons of mansions, but everything's a sort of honey, honey hued, honey hued. That's what, that's what you'll see all over there. It's a honey hue. It's like a light brown, you know, every stone, beautiful. But the best part, the, um, the, the limestone that a lot of the villages were built with is Jurassic limestone. Can you die? That's 190 million years old. 190 million years old. When the Jurassic period happened, I guess the quarry in England, they found uh, this limestone from this period. And it was all, there was fossils in it and all this stuff. And I guess they used it to build the village. Well, let me say, I was going back and forth to England, Wales, you know, all these years. And, um, and I, 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 unfortunately, we would go to Wales, but we never really got to explore too much. I mean, I went, I went, I used to go to Bristol for work and which is in England and I've been around, but we never really got to explore when we would go across the pond to visit um, my, my ex-mother-in-law, my in-laws, because, you know, we had to stay there and that's just what we had to do. So we, uh, so I never got to go to the Cotswolds. That's a long way of saying that, but my my in-laws used to go to the Cotswolds. They love the Cotswolds. And 
They used to go for long weekends. And it's really is like just so beautiful. My friend Fiona got married there. So I'm excited. We're going on a walking holiday. I told Chris, get your boots on. And he said, what the hell is a walking holiday? I said, we're going to go. We're going to do so. This this is the agenda. We're going to stay a couple nights in London. Okay. And then we're going to drive to the Cotswolds. We're going to stay for like three nights there. And then we'll drive back to London and then we'll come home. And while we're there in the countryside, we're just going to go for walks, like country walks. We'll go to a pub, maybe go to a couple museums. Just very relaxing. I feel like it sounds like a retirement kind of vacation, but what the hell do I care? What, what do I care? I think it sounds great. It's like it's relaxing slash something to do and not like the busyness of a crazy city. Anyway, more on that as the trip gets closer. I was listening to a podcast earlier in the week and Sal Volcano, I don't know if you know him. He's my Paisan from Staten Island. Unfortunately, we're not friends. I have, well, I, I haven't met him. I should though. Um, you know, he was, a, he's on Impractical Jokers and he's a comic and I don't, we just never cross paths, but he must be friends with uh, Chris, my boyfriend, but he was on the podcast and he was talking about that he had the best peach of his entire life, the best peach. And I got so excited. I was like, the best peach, what the hell? I was like, what, the best peach? Like, I mean, remember when I told you people about the, the, the orange, the, uh, uh, whatever the name of that orange was, oh, the sumo orange or something. And it was delicious. I and I got it in Florida. Well, the peach he was talking about is a Saturn peach. And I I the second I I I heard him say it, I said, "Oh, like is that a donut peach?" I didn't know. But he said it was the juiciest, most delicious peach and he got the peach, the Saturn peaches at Trader Joe's. I went to go look up the kind of peach and it it did say it's a donut peach. I I don't know what the difference between a donut peach and a Saturn peach is, but just a heads up, thought I would share. And on the fruit note, I am still on this health kick. Well, it's not a health kick. It's like, um, it's, it's, it's like, it's it, because there's no kicking. This health drag is what I'm on. I'm on a health drag. You have to, dra- you had to drag me onto this, you know, and I don't give a shit about the numbers on the scale. It's just that the pants don't fit. And when the pants don't fit, oh my God, it's just, that's just the worst, right? When you go in the closet and you put on the skirt or the pants and and then the, the, the muffin top. I, and then, you know, you, or you then think, well, you know what? I'll wear a baggy shirt. I'll just like unbutton the top while I'm driving or I'm sitting at dinner. And then, and that's not even good enough because you're just so uncomfortable. You're just so uncomfortable. Oh my God, I got to do a hold on. I, what's, what's going on? I'm blowing up all over the place here. Everything's just c- completely blowing up my phone's ringing. It's probably my mother. Hold on. Just wait for it to pass. I knew I should have turned my service off for a second. It's not the work day or anything. You know, God forbid. It's not. (laughs) Anyway. I'm on the health drag. And so uh, I'm taking a, um, a well, I'm drinking apple cider vinegar every day. I'm drinking salad dressing is what I'm telling you. You can't take a shot of apple cider vinegar. You have to put a tablespoon of apple cider vinegar. Oh God, they just keep texting this. I mean, can we just get off the goddamn group text? I mean, really? I can't stand the group text. I And it's like rude if you get yourself to, to, uh, to take yourself off. Anyway, if you take apple cider vinegar, you get like eight ounces of water, right? And then you get apple cider vinegar, like a tablespoon. 
And then you put either lemon in it or honey and lemon. I've been putting honey and lemon. And then, I, you know, whatever. I ha- I'm doing this with warm water, like I'll boil water. Then I'll put the, the tablespoon of apple cider vinegar in. Then the, uh, then the honey, lemon, whatever I do, mix it up. I let it cool down to like room temperature and then I'm drinking it, forcing myself to drink it. The, the lemon and the honey help with that acidic apple cider taste. But the thing is, is the vinegary taste, it's supposed to be, I'm like telling you this, you're like, well, who fucking cares what you're drinking? Yeah, I, because it's supposed to be great for your gut health and it's supposed to be amazing for your skin. You know, and dare I say it, I did the Peloton the other day for the first time in like two years. And um, and I, I don't like the Peloton because I don't like any exercise because I get so sweaty and then I break out, you know, and I just hate the breakout. So apparently I read that Katy Perry does, has acne prone skin as an adult and she does the apple cider vinegar and the, this, uh, you know, she drinks it every day and her skin's flawless. Now, I... I I I I don't have acne prone skin, but my skin's definitely oily and Italian. And 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 they say don't drink it just like you know mouth to glass. Like use a straw because apparently the apple cider vinegar could take the enamel off your teeth. I'm sure it's not going to happen with the two cups that I've had so far, but you know you never know. You never know. So I'm doing. So I am. I'm doing that. You know, I feel okay. I don't feel fabulous, but I will say you know on the, the I'm on the video right now. The my skin is looking a little glowish, you know. Carmen Soul, this brand that popped up for me online, it came out with these jelly wedges. Carmen Soul, S O L, Carmen Soul. I love the idea of a jelly wedge. So I went to the website, right? $113 for these jelly wedges. They're cute though. Made in Italy, which, what's the difference between jelly made in Italy, a jelly wedge made in Italy, and a jelly wedge made in anywhere else? I mean, come on. It's not like it's leather, but. I was like, oh my God, these are so cute, they're so cute. And then I came to my senses, thank God. And I was like, oh my God, break your neck, break your neck. Can you imagine? And you know how I came to my senses? Because I was looking down at my toes and I realized I needed a pedicure. And when I was pregnant, okay, when I was pregnant with Annalise, my older daughter, I, uh, she was born in the summer and it was so freaking hot. And I went to get a pedicure and I had on a little jelly, jelly shoe. Hold on one second. I, I, this whole, the whole, my whole system's crazy too. This is probably winds up going to wind up being a short podcast. There must be some family craziness going on. And uh, I was walking to the pedicure place in the heat of summer, like Bigfoot, big fat foot, with my big pregnant belly and sweating, just sweat dripping everywhere. And I'm wearing the jelly flip flops and I was sliding around in them from the sweat on my feet. And you know what? So jelly wedges, common soul, I mean, they sound very cute and they look cute, but I mean, I don't think this is very practical. I mean, unless you're wearing them just in the house, because the second you get outside and they get wet or you or you you sweat or something like that. I mean, I don't sweat on the bottom of my feet. Thank God. But OK, you twist your ankle. There you go. You're done. You're out. Forget it. Forget you. But Stubbs and Wooten. Oh, you know, I love a velvet smoking slipper like nobody's business. They came out with a Frick collection where they have the embroidered tops based on uh, stuff in the Frick. And I just absolutely love. And then I saw the $650 price tag and I was like, the, the goddamn nerve of you. You just keep getting more and more expensive. Oh, please. Anyway, i am be making oat cakes today. Scottish oat cakes, not quite English, but apparently they're a good substitute for, um, for toast in the morning. Google them. I'll tell you about them after I make them. I don't have the recipe or anything yet. I'm, I, I got, I'm going to look in one of these books when I get it. 
but I did want to try an oat cake before I made an oat cake. Cause you know, it's like apparently like a cookie shortbread, but with oats. So I thought, oh, healthy. And so I ordered from Whole Foods the other day, Effie's, it was a brand, Effie's oat cakes. It was a long, you know, thin, <clears throat> you know, thing, like almost like a sleeve of crackers. It only came maybe like, I don't know, like 18, 15 cookies. Expensive, $7.99. But oh my God, they were so good. Salty, sweet oat cakes. And I I had a couple with my coffee in the morning. It made me full. It made me full. You know, I don't even usually eat breakfast except maybe a little biscotti. Well, I used to love Italian bread and butter or Italian bread and cheese or, you know, Italian bread, butter and jelly. But I can't do that because, you know, because then I'm just walking around like a, like a like a belly full of baguette for the day. So I had a couple of these oat cakes. Not that bis- my mom's like, is biscotti any better? I'm just like, oh God, no, mom. But the oat cakes, oh my God, they were delicious. If you find them in the store, Effie's oat cakes. Anyway, I'm so sorry that this has to be such a social podcast, but apparently it's World War Three, and my freaking text and the this and the that. My product of the week this week is Sentiels. I'm not saying it right, like Sentinels. Okay, scent and then like eels, drawer liners. I bought them at the fancy hardware store by my house. Green tea, lemon flavored. I It doesn't sound good. Heaven, heaven. I put them in my underwear drawer. My underwear drawer smells sumptuous. Honestly, every time I open it up. I also found out they came with the linen. They, came, they do make linen spray, which it's on my list. My boyfriend's like, is all you do just like want to buy things? Yes, yes, I'm a dopamine fiend. That's just, I just need dopamine hits all the time. Blame it on social media. I, and I, I just like to buy things. I go, what the hell is it to you if I'm buying draw liners? Mind your own. Anyway, my documentary is coming out great, by the way. Still waiting to hear about JFL. I'll be in New Jersey uh, one day this summer. Um, I think at Point Pleasant or Stress Factory in New Brunswick. I'll keep you posted on the dates, but oh, I'm so upset. I had so much to talk about today. I'll have to do one, another podcast in a couple of days. But in the meantime, I got to go before my mother crawls, crawls through the phone and like claws my eyes out. The quote of the day is very British. British humor is cruel and I love it. It's my favorite kind of humor. And if it isn't cruel and funny, it doesn't really cut the cake for me. Said by Sir Elton John. I don't agree, Elton John. As much as I love you with your glittery, heart-shaped glasses, I don't like humor that's so mean. I just recently got a... um. A, a newfound love for Ricky Gervais, but I used to not love him so much because his stand-up is so mean. It's like he really insults arts people's feelings. I mean, but the reality of the situation is, you know, if you get a comedy show or if you're a comic, you don't, there's no censorship. You just say whatever you want to say. And then that goes into a whole, you know, rabbit hole of conversation. So I can't get into it. But uh, me personally, I can appreciate the cruel-ish humor. Like, Ricky Gervais when he gets really nasty, but it's not my cup of tea. I prefer the humor that I could relate to. I want to hear somebody talk about what the, their experiences were getting done for a club night out in the 70s or being on a diet or, you know, I don't know, dating some train wreck or mothers that I, I basically like to hear myself. <laughs> Which, by the way, there's not a lot of people talking about that stuff. So I'm sorry. Like this, there's, there's, a, there's hope for me. Okay. Anyway, thank you for listening to this very short episode, episode 102. And I'm so sorry that we have to cut it short. You got to look up these sentials. My mother's going to hear this and she's going to say, 
what you look at all the schooling you had and the, the job you have and what you can't speak. I don't know how to pronounce some of these damn names. What do you want from me, mom? Sent, sentials, sentials. Okay, I'm just going to stop now before we put this, before we really embarrass yourself. Oh, the text. Okay, you know what? I can't got to put a stop to this freak group text. I'm Elise DeLucci. This is episode 102. Thank you for listening. Love you always. Talk to you, babies. I'm <laughs> sorry.